This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Tuesday, September 7th. Hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend and ready to get back into, well, I guess into fall, right? Because summer is over. And the boys of summer now heading into the final month here of baseball. And it really doesn't look all that good for the Yankees, does it? They, um, They didn't have a really good week. After having really a crazy month of August, their first week in September, really kind of a clunker. Losing two out of three to the Orioles over the weekend, losing the opener to the Blue Jays on Labor Day. They've dropped seven out of nine since winning 13 in a row. And all the good things about a 13-game winning streak, all the good things about going 21-8 and eight in the month of August, all the good things about winning 30 out of 40 after the All-Star break, Well, they're all kind of vanishing again as the Yankees really slumped badly over the course of the last four games, barely beat the Orioles in an extra innings game on Friday, and then have lost three straight since then, including that first one to the Blue Jays, which is kind of important because the Blue Jays are sneaking up here. Toronto, Seattle, sneaking back into this wild card race. Oakland took a bit of a hit. That's a good thing for the Yankees because they're not, they could be a lot closer right now. Um, Boston is right there. Um, and they lost a tough one. So right now the Yankees are in a position where you are probably, if you're a Yankee fan, you should be rooting for Tampa Bay here over Boston and basically kiss the division goodbye. Um, in order to, to in order to try to win the division, you need Boston to win, right? Beat Tampa Bay. But if they do that, they're still neck and neck with you in that wild card race. And right now it's better to create some separation um, if you can. Now, in order to do that, the Yankees have to win some games. But on the other side of it, you know, Boston needs to lose. So you're rooting for Tampa Bay. The other contenders here, Toronto, Seattle, Oakland, well, there's um, you know, there's some chances here. You're gonna have plenty of head-to-head. You have six head-to-heads left with Toronto starting on Tuesday night. So gotta take care of those first and foremost. And wash away this bad taste that the Orioles left. Um there's time for that still because you got three more against the Orioles next week in Baltimore. Um, 
you know, going nine and seven against a bad Orioles team, a team that is dead last in pitching, and you're supposed to have a terrific offense. Going nine and seven against that team does not sit well. And if you don't make the playoffs, well, that's going to be the biggest reason why. But there still is room to make the playoffs. In fact, if it ends today, you're still in the playoffs. The Yankees do have a wild card position, but it's shrinking and they've got to hold on to it. They have 25 games left. They're 78 and 59 with 25 games to play. 15 and 10 gets you to 93 wins. 10 and 15 gets you to 88 wins. Um, 88 wins is not going to get you a wild card. 93 just might because it's hard. 93 probably will because it's hard to imagine that Boston, Toronto, Seattle, and Oakland, all of them are going to be better than 93 wins, or at least even two of them are going to be better than 93 wins when this is done. Remember that Seattle and Oakland still have seven games against each other, so that works against them. Seattle and Boston still have a series against each other. Uh, And the Yankees, as I said, have... Uh, two series still with Toronto here. They're in the middle of one, and they have another one coming up. Uh, clearly, you have to win those games. But it's hard to imagine that two of those teams are going to end up with more than 93. So 15-10 and 10 is a reasonable goal, especially after you've lost 7 out of 9. But even better, you know, you, it's possible to be better. You know, you want to go 16-9 and 9 or 17-8, and 8, that's a great way to finish. Um, it's just hard to believe that the Yankees are back in this spot going two and seven in any stretch here after having gone, you know, 30 and nine, uh, 30 and 10 out of the break. Uh, that's how good they were. And I understand it was, it was a streak and they're kind of back to where people think they were, but you're talking about a quarter of the season when you're talking about going 30 and 10 and, not every championship team or every division-leading team is just straight on throughout the season, uh, hot start to finish or all that consistent. This team is this team is not a great team. They're a pretty good team. Their record tells you that. Their losses are just absolutely frustrating because you know they they lost a bunch of those one-run games to the Orioles. Uh, they got blown out uh, in a bad look on Labor Day, uh, but the blowout was you know. It was weird to look at because Jamison Tyone gives up the two homers early on and then doesn't give up anything else until the seventh inning. The fact that he got you through seven, only gave up three runs, you need to win that game. They made three errors. None of them actually factored in to the loss, and they didn't extend because they didn't give up any runs, and they didn't extend Tyone too much. He was able to work around it and still get through seven. The five runs they scored against Kriske, well, you know, that's just window dressing. You know, the Yankees didn't score. They got five singles in the game. And this goes back to what they were doing. You know, I think we have there's a little bit of a misconception of what the Yankees were doing when they were winning games. They were hitting the ball for extra bases, doubles, home runs. That's what was winning games. They weren't this pesky, get them on, get them over, get them in type of team. They had a few elements of that from time to time. But the Yankees went 21-8 in the month of August is because Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton were monsters in the month of August. And, you know, they pitched well too. Certainly had a few bullpen issues that haven't gone away. But this team was scoring runs in big bunches and... That happens when you hit the ball to the fence and over the fence. I've said it over and over again. That's what this team is. And yes, they will occasionally score runs in other ways. And the guy like Andrew Velazquez got a couple of big hits. But you know why? Because everybody was getting on base in front of him. 
and teams were still afraid of Judge and Stanton. Right now, it's not. Right now, it, it, it was only a couple days ago. It was only a few days ago where it felt like every time you had to navigate through Judge and Stanton, it was. You had to do it on your tippy toes and kind of sneak past them and say, whew, they didn't get me this time because they sure as heck were going to get you the next time. That's how, that's how menacing they were in the month of August. And again, we're only talking a few days ago where that was really the case. And then all of a sudden they get through these last three games, the two losses to the Orioles and the first loss to Toronto. Judge and Stanton combined 0 for 24 with 11 strikeouts. I mean, I know the power runs hot and cold, and especially Stanton, but it shouldn't be this hot to this cold that fast. It really shouldn't. At least not both of them. That's really, the, you know, one of them has to be doing something at some, at some particular point in time. That's picking guys up. That's being a team. Right now, they're they're not doing that. Um, they still have 25 games left, as I said. And if you can somehow manage to go 15 and 10, and those 10 losses are going to be excruciating, trust me. If you go, if the Yankees go 15 and 10, you're going to be looking at all 10 of those losses, and after every one, you're going to say, this is not a playoff team, this is not a playoff team. And yeah, I get it. That's what happens when you lose. But if they go 15 and 10, they probably are a playoff team. I would think that's enough wins to get you there. Um, and that you know, really one of the scary things about seeing how good the Yankees played before and how bad they are now is that it kind of shows you it doesn't really matter how good you think you are or how good you're playing you're never really that far away from losing two or three in a row and you know that's in the playoffs that's death right I mean that sends you home and I think there are other teams that see that too we don't watch them as closely as we watch the Yankees of course but if you see that the White Sox have lost series and the Astros have had slumps and, you know, Tampa Bay is, uh, uh, is still capable, even though they're, you know, far and above everybody else record-wise, uh, I, I'm trying to think of who scares you. Who really scares you in the American League? And you say, boy, don't want to face them. I mean, is Tampa Bay really that team? I know they're good and they keep winning games. But, I mean, I don't see the pitchers that make you say, man, I don't want to face them. And I don't see the parts of the lineup where you just say, you know, and I know Nelson Cruz is a monster, but they're, they're a, they are a really good team that plays well, but they've also been a team that has never won at all. So it's not like you're talking about a team that's, that's learned how to win, that's a championship team, and you're, you're running into them again. Uh, the White Sox and Astros have had some issues along the way, dealing with some injuries too. Uh, any of these wild card teams? Well, uh, you know we've said this before. The Yankees have won series against every one of these teams. Whether it's the division leaders in the second half of the season, they've won series against Tampa Bay and Chicago. They won both their series in the first half against Houston, despite a couple of ugly losses. Um, the the wild card teams. Well, you're looking at Oakland and Seattle and Boston. And the Yankees have struggled with Boston before. It's not the same. Neither team is the same at this point in the season as they were earlier in the year. Um, I just don't see the team that you're scared of. And the Yankees aren't that team either, trust me. It's not that the you know, the Yankees aren't running into this postseason as a 100-win juggernaut uh, with everything lined up and teams are scared of them. I don't think anybody's scared of them. But I think we saw during their winning streak, I think you saw the elements that could make a good team and they were beating good teams, which again is part of they were beating some bad teams too. I get it. They played 
Baltimore before and Miami. Um, but they they have some of those elements. I mean, you have Garrett Cole pitching as well as he's pitching. You you have a chance to be a good team. You have Aaron Judge hitting the way he was hitting and Giancarlo Stanton hitting the way he was hitting. Both those guys in the middle of the order. You have a chance to be a really good team. Right now, last few days, those two guys aren't hitting. And, well, you can't pitch Garrett Cole every day, can you? Uh, the lineup is is really hard to watch because you know, when you think D.J. LeMahieu was out of it, all of a sudden he goes trickling back down. Uh, and Anthony Rizzo hasn't been the same since he came back from COVID. And Joey Gallo is just miserable to watch when it's a, you know, every other at-bat is literally a strikeout. Um, and it's it's not pretty. You know, there's a – he's the guy that when you – Put his numbers down on paper and you try to objectively look at it from that analytic standpoint. You're like, you know what? You circle him and say, this is a good player because the numbers are good at the end of the year. But boy, what he's going through right now, not good at all. It's hard to watch. And when you're in a position where you're fighting for wins and you're trying to find some of these things to latch on to, you don't want to hear that the numbers balance out because watching him strike out four times on Labor Day is um, is no fun at all. And watching a batting average, it's in the you know under two hundred. It doesn't. The thirty one home runs don't make up for the under two hundred all by themselves. There is a total package there. He does walk a lot, um, but you need to see a little bit more of that, and you need to see a spurt where he's hot to balance this out. Because if he's going to be a, a career two something hitter. I'd like to see a stretch where he hits 280, you know, balancing out the O for uh, the O something that he's hitting in this last stretch. Um, that's so I get that that's hard to watch, and you might see him get a couple of days off here as the Yankees try to figure this out um, and figure out what the best lineup is for them. The best lineup has Judge and Stanton in it, that's for sure, and they got to start hitting, you know. And this isn't about, you know, I hear so many people talking about, well, this is the hitting coach, this is the manager, this is the general manager. You know, Judge and Stanton, these guys, these guys are adults. These guys are grown men who get paid a lot of money to play baseball well, and they were doing that. They can't go from hot to cold instantly. Um, that's that's on them. You know, they're good players who have to figure out a way how to get out of this. Um, I don't think the Yankees are a team that are going to go through these next 25 games and go you know, 7-18. and 18. I just don't think that's how they finish. I think they even this out a little bit because you're going to have Cole pitching some of these games. Tyone has actually pitched really well. Although he might have looked a little bit tired his last couple of starts, I thought he bounced back really well after giving up a couple of solo homers to a team that hits solo home runs. Listen, the two guys he gave up home runs to, Semyon and Guerrero, I mean, you know, that's not small company right there. A lot of guys are giving up home runs to them this year. After that, he gave up one run over seven innings. I will take that from Jamison Tyone. Corey Kluber is the mystery man here because he's still coming back from this injury. He's made two starts and you know not, nothing particularly encouraging yet. But he wasn't particularly encouraging in April either. And by May, he was pitching really well. So um, I think you got to lean into that a little bit and see if there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hoping for it, I should say. There's a lot of just, I hope this is good. I hope that's good. And that's not what you're used to from the Yankees, but it's kind of what you have right now. And I can't give you a better answer than that right now. Uh, you've got to hope that these guys play better. Um, and they were playing better. And they were playing better against good teams. So I, I don't understand how it turns off that quickly. But they've got three more with Toronto, three with the Mets. They've got a makeup game with the Twins. They have, and then they have three in Baltimore. Then they have Cleveland and Texas. You know, they've got winnable games here coming up. Season ends, this is tricky now. If you look at the last nine games of the season, 
Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Um, and these are all teams that are probably playing for something. Uh, maybe Tampa Bay eases off the gas pedal if they've wrapped up the division in the final three games, but Boston and Toronto are playing for things, and, and Tampa's not going to want to go completely ice cold, so they're going to be playing for things. Um, it's um, it's going to get interesting. Looking at those last nine games, that means the Yankees have to do really get a lot done in the next 16 because it gets harder in the last nine games. Um, they have to start now. And it's really hard to watch when they lose games because you see so many missed opportunities and you see players who should be so much better in all these spots. And it's just not there yet. Um, we'll see how this week turns out. This week has something that doesn't involve anything on the field that's going to make some Yankee fans happy. Derek Cheater will be inducted into the Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Um Check out, I have a piece coming up. Actually, by the time you hear this, it will be on WFAN.com. So check it out. Um, It's a look at the origin story of Derek Jeter. And it's really a look at Jeter from the time he was in high school to the time he was drafted, coming up through the minors, to the time he broke out as the rookie of the year for the Yankees in 96. And it's, it's a collection of stories and quotes from people that I gathered actually back in 2014 during Jeter's last season. And I've packaged them up here for you again to take a little bit closer look at the guy who's going in to the Hall of Fame with a near unanimous vote and is being celebrated for this wonderful career, rightfully so. But if you look back at the beginnings, there's, there are some hints of greatness and there are some moments of caution and moments of, hmm, is he really going to be able to make it through this, make it past this? And I think it's a really interesting look at what the perceptions were, even of a guy who was picked as highly as Jeter was in the draft and all the expectations you had, there were still some things that make you say, you know, is he really going to be good enough? And obviously we know that he was and that he takes his place in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so on Wednesday. So please check that out. It's on WFAN.com right now. And if you have any trouble finding it, just go to my Twitter page at YankeesWFAN and you'll find the links to it all there. I want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. You'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports delivered right to you. So there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of hmm, haw happening right here, but it's because that's what the Yankees are. When you go 30 and 10, and then go two and six right after that, and don't look even similar at all to the team that won all those games. It's a lot of hmm. Who are these guys? You know, it's it's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where they say, "Who are those guys?" Uh, no idea right now, and it changes game to game. It changes series to series. But I urge you to look at the other teams too, because none of them are any clearer as to who they are and how good they are. Maybe Toronto makes some noise here this week and starts putting their foot on the gas, but they're also chasing. They're coming from behind. So they've had issues too. And the Yankees have missed their best pitcher, Robbie Ray, who pitched on Sunday. You're going to likely see him in a couple of weeks in that next series. So let's see how they do. Uh, Hit subscribe, hit review, and all that jazz. And until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.